another episode of Mostly Ghostly with myself, Matt Fisher, and my host, co-host, Ray Booten. Hello. We're back again. This episode, we're talking about gin, not the drink, the spiritual being, <laughs> okay? Comes from uh, the Arabian and Muslim mythology. Uh, an intelligent spirit of a lower rank than an angel, but appear to be a human or animal form, and uh, can possess humans, often compared with a genie. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Jinn, if you take a look at the name, yeah, and you go through uh, different translations over time, um, became genie. Mm-hmm. And became kind of sanitized, and you've got like Aladdin in the lamp, yeah, and wishes. It goes back to the uh, jinn, are uh, supposed to be able to be bound or to an object or a person, mm-hmm. and that's where the whole story about uh, a lamp or a genie came came into play. Originally, jinn were actually quite nasty yeah um, and though they appear in uh, Islam and in writings particularly if you take a look when Solomon was building the temple through the seal of Solomon he commanded uh, both the angels and the jinn to build the temple the, the, the first temple um, if you go and look carefully though the jinn existed before uh, Muhammad. Okay. They existed in that culture separately. They were kind of absorbed into. So they were what some people might categorize as other beings or demons that were around uh, before they became part of the uh, the religion. Uh, there were good and bad ones. The story goes that uh, angels were created from light, jinn from fire, and man from earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jinn being fire, over time, fire being associated with hell, and the devil, they were automatically associated with um, evil. Mm -hmm. The reason that, uh, unlike angels, uh, the reason we have the devil is that uh, angels would not bow to man. The reason we have jinn that are antagonistic to mankind is because when man was given earth, the jinn resented it. Right. So they don't like mankind. Mm-hmm. It's, they consider them like little monkeys. Right. It's got a, these little invaders and should have never uh, invaded their realm, so to speak. I uh, can, I can, see, I can like see their point of view on that, you know. Uh, a few decided to uh, help mankind. Quite a few of them do not mm. like man at all. And basically their goal is to get rid of man or torture man or turn man away from mm-hmm. God. Um, powerful, yes. There are too many that I... There's, there are quite a few of them. I do not remember all the names and all of the things that they do. So they're another one of the ones that there's many kinds and they all do different type yeah. things. They're, they're, okay. They're, there's quite a few. Just like there are, there are seven demons that are usually uh, in Christianity associated with the seven sins. Okay. 
Um, there were different types of jinn associated, but mostly they were associated with different powers mm-hmm. that grant you different things, whether it be wealth or whether it be power, which could be, again, associated with different earthbound sins or right. th- things that we lust for in this life that aren't necessarily of a higher realm, uh, but jinn can possess. They can also walk about or take form, animal or human form. So if you do believe in jinn, that person walking by you on the street could be one. Hmm. And you would never know unless they reveal themselves. Do you think they would be, they're here for a purpose or they're just trying to blend in? If they look alike, if they take the human form? I think they are here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And whether it is to help or hurt, I think it's a definite, definite purpose. So do you think if you were to see one on the street, he would be here with some type of destination in mind of hurting or helping a certain person? Or maybe you? or A certain person or manipulating a certain situation mm-hmm. uh, for whatever goals they have, but definitely an influencer uh, to influence and change things. Um, if you consider a jinn similar to a demon where a demon might possess somebody and then have them do evil yeah. or in or set up a situation where evil comes about, the jinn may or may not need to possess. They may actually be here just in human form doing the same thing. And you could also have one that's around for good, kind of like waiting for a bad jinn to try and counteract it. Hmm. It's an interesting interplay they have there, something similar to um, angels and demons, where you call calling the good because if you look at the Old Testament you have angels that took human form and did God's bidding yeah or you have good jinn that go around that may interact with humans that try and help humans and in that sense they are fighting the bad jinn mm-hmm. now the problem is that they've existed for a long while and they are just as real as a demon or a devil uh, a force but in today's society, they've become very popular, and it's become very watered down. For instance, Aladdin and the Lamp is, right. is one example. So you can literally go on the web, and you can buy rings to bind them to with a, uh, a ritual to do it. Now, what type of door are you potentially opening up mm. using these crystal crystals that you're going to bind this jinn from another dimension don't know if it's good or evil because the evil ones similar to uh, demons or devils are tricksters and present themselves as nice yeah and you're trying to control and bind this thing and bring it into this world to do your bidding that's the epitome of naive or mm-hmm. just plain stupid right <laughs> it's kind of like true. oh here's this great power here that can destroy the world but I'm going to bind it. I think part of that is how things evolved in culture over time and in popular fiction and into movies and stuff to kind of downplay uh, the severity of the consequences. There are some out there, movies out, which kind of portray it uh, a little bit more accurate and that the person who does try that is uh, in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
but we tend to look at those for amusement and then we turn around and say, oh, with this, oh, I'm going to get this, I'm going to do this ritual, it's going to bring me riches or it's going to bring me power. So instead of working for it, we try and take the short, easy way in society. Right. And we're bringing an evil presence into our life. You know, opening a portal and saying, here. And if you're not very careful, jinn are also known to attach to people, hmm. which is slightly different than possession. But they are with you and influencing you without actually possessing you. And that's uh, not something you want hanging around next to you all the time, prodding you and manipulating you right. and influencing you. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. So, and as for their being serious, there are parts of the Arab world where they still take it very seriously. And unlike Christianity, where uh, you have an exorcism, they won't do that. Because if you release the jinn, it can move into another object or person. They will literally, to this day, it still goes on, chain that person outside the home, usually in an isolated place, and leave them to die. Because hmm. they don't want the jinn, when it leaves the dying body, to go into anything else. Hmm. So there are certain groups that still take it very, very seriously. And I think, though myself not going to that extreme, we should at least take the concept and the reality of these things out there serious enough not to play with them. Right. We'll take a witch hunt. Back to the day of the witches where yeah. you'd get, you know, if they accuse you of it, they can kill you, you know what I mean? It's the yeah. same deal. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, some people will say you don't play with satanic symbols mm -hmm. and you don't have incantations and call up the devil. Yeah. Uh, Jin may be from another region, uh, we being in the United States, but it may be from another region of the world or another culture. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. Or it won't have that influence. To have survived uh, predating the Muslim faith and predating um, all of what has happened in between and still survive, there is something there. Something that can uh, be very, very nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to the thing we were talking about a couple episodes ago with Ouija boards, how you can get them at Walmart, you know, and is yeah. that more of a trickery of, like, who's, who's the mastermind involved with that? And earlier we were talking about how on Amazon you can go buy things yeah. to take out the djinn, to, to bring them into your life, and all that spiritual stuff, it's really which is exploited, because realistically all you have to do is probably open up your mind and heart to something and want to accept it in and you, you could bring it into your realm that way you know what I mean oh yeah it's uh so you don't need a ring or you don't need a Ouija board you know if you're if you're trying to make contact with something you can do it you know and then if it's a, a negative which I, I'd assume when you say that there's good and bad do you really think there's good and bad or do you think they're all kind of bad but tricking people into thinking they're good I would say that there probably are some good. Yeah. Uh, there tends to be a balance in almost everything. Um, for them to... Um, okay, if, if you go into the fact that not all angels accepted man, mm -hmm. but you still had some that are good that did, right. and some that didn't that were cast out because mm -hmm. they defied God. Right. Similar with the jinn, man is given the earth. Some accept it. Those that accept will help. The others, okay, 
here goes the battle. Yeah, <laughs> right. We don't want anything to do with this man. Let's see what we can mess up for him or mess them up. Yeah. So I see both I see both sides being there. Um, good spirits, bad spirits, good mm-hmm. gin, bad gin. As again, movies and stuff have, for the most part, history... Uh, and it goes back to you got the stories that the was it the Arabian Nights I think it is, uh, and you start to have gin being a little watered down, mm-hmm. and then it got watered down even more over time. Now an interesting thing is depending upon which translations, because you got to go through Greek and Latin. If you go far enough and you watch the progression of the word, the word actually going through several translations, changes to an F-A-E-R apostrophe E, I think. Hmm. Um, and shows up in Europe being the fairy. So the name Jin through the translations becomes fairy. And the oldest stories in Europe, originally fairies weren't, again, they weren't cute little things. Mm-hmm. There were some nasty ones out there. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't you didn't want to mess with them. Mm-hmm. So are there these things? Doesn't matter which name you're going to call, whether it be gin or fairy. But I'll stick with gin uh, that are good and bad. Yes, and should there be a caution because of how bad some can be? And if you're unfamiliar with them, just think of the worst possession you can, the worst devil you can, mm-hmm. or the worst demon you can. Um, Okay, now just change the name to Jin, <laughs> and, and and you've you've got some out there. That's what they are. Yeah. I mean, the, the uh, demon under a different name is still demon. Mm-hmm. You know, rose is a rose. It's going to have the s- same smell no matter what flower you call it. Jin is a demon. Most of them, probably, uh, like most demons, are not nice. Right. They're nasties. Right. I agree. Yeah. Have you ever had any in in involved like encounter with the jinn? Encounter with the jinn? No. When I was doing research, mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of, um, and this was probably about a year, year and a half ago, maybe up to two years ago. I started doing research and looking into it kind of deeply. I started to get negative feelings. I started to get uh, certain nightmares, feeling oppressed. I started to get. A lot of strange things happening to me, and we had to up uh, and increase my amount of protection, prayers, and uh, things that I did to dispel it, to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. When I did that, and also backed off on the research, also the negative backed off also. Mm-hmm. So I think that just... Like many other things, just talking about it, when you put that mental energy in there and you put that thought out, you put that energy out into the universe, um, the the jinn, like many other things, will just recognize it or see it. And they'll be drawn to it. Right. Like, like you say, uh, whether it be Ouija board or whatever incantation, when just because it's a different name, say, oh, no, that's from over there. That isn't real. Oh, yeah, it can be real. Mm-hmm. Be very, very real and, yeah. and come after you. But fortunately, um, taking a look at um, a variety of different spells of protection, 
prayers in particular, uh, rituals to cast out or protect uh, in many different cultures, um, is able to kind of hold it off, so to speak, mm -hmm. or banish it back to and say, nope, I can say your name, but you ain't coming near me. It's just a name. I'm not calling you. Yeah. It's a conversation. Now get out. Yeah, yeah. The, um, now the genie aspect of it, I know it's because it, 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 people would summon them to help them get wealth or power or whatever they wanted. Was that just like part of the watering down when it became more of like a, you, when you think of genie, you think of like a Robin Williams and Aladdin type genie, you know what I mean? I would say it's the watering down, um. Another thing I would say is that mankind, humanity, tends to have a very healthy opinion of itself. Yeah. A very healthy ego. So sometimes when something is threatening, uh, we like to take the threat away. So, and there's several ways of doing that. We either say uh, automatically that uh, we're better than that, we're greater than that, or I have the power as soon as you say, I have the power, that's the same person that wants to put it in your ring, wear the ring, and then end up being possessed, mm. uh, bind it. But the other thing is, the easiest way we do this, and it's done in, in books and movies and culture, is that what we do is we make fun of something, or we make it fun. Mm -mm. And we say, okay, we, 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 let's, let, let's get rid of the dark half, and let's make it a joking thing over here. Mm -hmm. Hey, this makes a good story. Right. And then we'll add a little bit of this. And now everybody, now when everybody sees a genie, they go, "Oh, a genie! Yeah, the Latin and this and that." Oh, no, it's gin. Genie is just a later word for the same thing. Mm -hmm. But we made it non-threatening. We make a yeah, lot of things. That's what we do. Yeah, non-threatening. It's kind of okay. It's not a threat, but we lose what we lose is the original nature, mm -hmm. the origins, and what is potentially there. We don't see it anymore. And that leaves us open. That leaves us open to potentially having uh, some serious problems because what is there is still a threat. What is there is still bad. And you can change a name or you can say, oh, no, it's not that bad. Well, yeah, it is. Call it what you want. Mm -hmm. It is bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't, if, you take, if you take some of the devil, it doesn't matter which name someone uses but let's say they use Satan they could change the name Satan they could make it pretty mm -hmm. they could make uh, Satan uh, a comic character it's not going to change the devil Right. your perception of it doesn't change it, it's still there and you're still opening a door mm -hmm. so you still have to be careful and genie, Jin. It's exactly what happens and what we did. We made it safe so mm -hmm. we could play with it and we could amuse yeah. ourselves. We lost the history and we, lost, and we put ourselves at, at risk. Well, that's what it wants, maybe. I would not doubt that at all. The easiest way is, you know, it's, uh, yeah, okay, go back to uh, the Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that nice thing. What's really hiding inside? Exactly, right. That's the thing. So what were you, were you just doing research just to up your game on it? 
in the past when you were researching it? Or was it for a certain thing? I came across uh, gin, and I tend to have a mind that likes to look at everything. Mm -hmm. Not just necessarily what is my background. Um, I come across anything new. <coughs> Excuse me, I look into it. So I started researching it. Uh, I started looking into the history of it, um, the beliefs behind it, the nature of it, how, again, like I even looked into the um, how the word evolved. I'm curious mm. to find out a version of it became fairy in Europe. Um, I tend to become very much uh, involved in the research in that way. And the problem there was that I was getting too involved and probably thinking of giving it too much about it too much and giving it too much energy. Yeah. Giving it too much thought. Yeah. And focus. And that's when things started to go a little crazy. Um, and like I said, I did things to counteract that and I backed off. Recognizing that, okay, you can call it genie, I'm going to call it gin. You can say it's cute, I'm going to say don't mess with it. Right. <laughs> no, it ain't cute. Right. It ain't cute. I mean, you can put Lucifer in a dress, he ain't cute. He's right. still Lucifer. It's true. That is true. So, so to this day, they're still they're killing people that they think are possessed by gin uh, or they, overcome by gin? They still are. It still goes on in certain parts of the Middle East. Um, and that should tell you how serious they are to a, a true believer. Mm. how serious they are. And yeah. what we have to do is we have to respect someone's belief in their background. If the belief in a devil or a demon is strong enough that someone would have an exorcism mm -hmm. and they believe that, that is true and they would put someone through an exorcism to release it, then you have to say, okay, this person is doing their version of an exorcism on something that is so strong and so real for them it's so dangerous that we have to res respect their belief, not necessarily um, how they do it, mm -hmm. because it usually costs a human life, but what we also have to, res have to respect, and this is where the research came in, is that you look into the background of this, of this, not the genie, you look into the background of the jinn, and you see something there that it potentially is very evil. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't believe in the jinn, then an easy way to look at it would be that, okay, it's another form of the devil. Depends upon if you're a believer or not. Mm -hmm. If you're a believer in jinn, you would say the devil was like the jinn. Right. It goes back, but it is still there. And jinn is another name for it. Jinn is a way to uh, call it. Uh, people will use uh, different rituals to get power from the devil and you have basically the, the story of Faust mm. is a classic. Um, but the gin, you bind it to something, which is a little bit arrogant because then, then what you're saying, you've got this powerful thing over here, you're going to bind uh, to an object, be able to control it and get something from it. Not without paying a price. Right. And it's, just, it's the same story as uh, if you make a deal with the devil. You lose your soul. You lose your soul. There's the devil to pay, you know, when doing something wrong. Well, gin don't come cheap. Yeah. 
They don't come cheap. There's going to be something to pay there. Now, do they come after your soul, or are they just kind of bring negative energy around and stuff? Uh, negative energy. Uh, death is a good one. Um, mm. they, 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 for some reason, in the old stories, they love to kill. Um, they love to influence. Um, it's kind of like the ultimate devious uh, thing, where it's to influence others to evil. Mm-hmm. It's very much a resentment of man. They want to destroy mankind whichever way they can. Whether to destroy the spirit, destroy the body, destroy the world. There's resentment, there's mm. anger there. And so they're destructive on whatever level they can do it. I mean, if, if they can influence you to take down 10 people or corrupt them or do that, they'll do it. Mm. They'll drive you insane. They'll, um, which can, can lead to uh, suicide or death. Um, probably to me what a worst case scenario would be if they were to suck you back into their dimension or, or hmm. where they live because it would be totally unsuited to us. <laughs> Do you have any opinion on what that might be, their dimension, how that would be? That's interesting. Uh, it would be similar to what we would, uh, Christians would probably call a hell. Yeah. Uh, they come from fire, so therefore it would be a world of fire hmm. or a dimension of fire. So we would not probably survive it spiritually the soul being captive and tortured very much like uh, the devil in hell hmm. and hell is often portrayed as fire There's a, there are parallels in there yeah um, and again jinn had been around long before it was incorporated to any faith in the cultures of that region it came from so are they ancient yes they are very much and nasty 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 in the Middle East yeah they're uh, that's where they come from originally right they come they come from the Middle uh, yeah from the Middle East I, again I find it curious that the uh, early theories kind of fit that uh, mm-hmm. that description of the way they were yeah. It's kind of a tough area, the Middle East, in general, you know what I mean? It is, um, even if you remove the politics and everything else, mm-hmm. um, to me, it's a tough area to live in. Yeah. Uh, desert, etc. Uh, so you, you've got to be a tough people. If you take a look at the history of it, uh, very, in the past, very tribal. And then if you add in uh, much of the uh, religious influences, um, particularly if you're talking about Islam, that's a very uh, strict Mm. religion. Yes. Strict belief system, which grew out of a place where you had to be tough to live. Right. So, um, and it's not a surprise that even before that, there was a rather tough and nasty demon in that right. area makes sense yeah and if, if you equate where it came from being a place that is already hot desert like mm-hmm. etc and they're beings of fire mm. so what do you what do you want to do when you're in a desert you want to escape the heat right what's the worst thing that can happen to you you, you encounter fire 
Yeah. <laughs> a horrifier demon. Yeah, yeah. A jinn. So it kind of fits where it comes from and what it does. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to live a good life, there was... And you go back to the ancient times and you're looking at the tribes and small one smaller wandering tribes one person doing the wrong thing could mess it up for a family or a tribe right on a grand scale mm -hmm. so tolerance of doing wrong uh, is just not there and something that would wouldn't need much to go into and get one person to start turning the tide of a uh, smaller group instead of the hundreds or millions that we have in large cities now, yeah. if you're talking attacking 30, 40, and going after families or clans or tribes on, on that scale, mm -hmm. you could wipe the people out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, life means we're the very, uh, there's not much value to life over there, you know what I mean? No, but jinn jin are another form of evil. I believe they are real. Mm -hmm. I've been around for a long time. And our current attitudes have become a little too casual. And like I said, um, when you, you can go online and start ordering rituals and yeah. <coughs> objects to hold them. And the, the, the funny part here, not funny, but sad part is that you can go online and they have haunted objects for sale dolls yeah. or this or that yeah. and people will say oh I'd never buy that or this that the other but they're online and just because it's from somewhere else they look at a gin ring mm -hmm. oh I can bind one I'll do this right okay discounting something different from us mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not real right and you put yourself at risk by uh, trivializing it uh, and just discounting it Mm -hmm. uh, until you look into the background and you say, no, I am not going to touch this. I am not going to go there. Right. It's very serious. And possession happens with gin. Uh, even though I, I find it equally interesting, what you really don't have very much in a Judeo-Christian background is you don't have the devil walking around or demons walking around as human beings. Mm -hmm. They usually possess. The jinn have the power to take the form of a human or an animal yeah. and walk among us. So we don't know who is who. We don't know if that, I mean, the easiest thing to say, we don't know if that politician, yeah. I mean, if you go back to the omen thing, the idea was, was to bring the, the Antichrist here yeah. and make the Antichrist president. Who's to say some influential person isn't Jim? Mm. That's true. Trying to manipulate, trying to turn things around. That makes sense. Makes more sense than it doesn't. You know? Could be. It could be your neighbor. Could be. Could be my neighbor. Just be careful because they may appear very nice. They may appear like everything, just like people say about the devil, everything that you want. Yeah. They share many, they tricksters and share many tricksters, of those, yeah. those, those traits. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the problem with like, 
with the ring and stuff as people don't. They they forget about the trickster element to the to the to the devil and to the bad things, the energy that they're they think that if they're cool to it or friendly to it or welcoming to it, that it'll be welcoming to them in return. They don't understand that it'll trick to use them, you know what I mean? But they're looking for the welcoming person because that is the most vulnerable person. Right. If you are seeking something out like Jim mm-hmm. to help you, uh, instead of doing it yourself, yeah. or let's say you're seeking out power or wealth, which is very earth or human bound, mm-hmm. this worldly bound, that's the perfect opening for the jinn because you are weak to begin with because you're seeking the help. Yeah. You're not seeking help to be a better person. You're not seeking help to find a true path or what you really love in life or to help somebody. You're seeking out something for selfish. And you're doing it saying, oh, what's the best way for me to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, to manipulate this other being mm. for my purposes. You are already in a condition where this thing is ready to come in and yeah. take over and manipulate you. Because you're in a point of weakness at, mm-hmm. at that point. You're already halfway there. You've opened the door just by the way you're thinking and the way you're feeling. Right. And, yeah, it steps right in. You don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Because it's unlikely that the same person who is seeking power, seeking wealth, through manipulation, is going to turn around and say, and do a, a sudden about fate, uh, about face and turn around and embrace something good and you know what I mean go through prayer and go through to try and get rid of it mm-hmm. not when, not once they're getting what they wanted right once they start having that <laughs> yeah. power and that wealth and stuff then you know it's a, those claws sink deeper and mm-hmm. deeper the person gets lost in that mm-hmm. the jinn becomes stronger and the influence becomes stronger until the person is uh, pretty much no longer there, at least not the way they were born. Yeah. <laughs> They're now something for the jinn to use. They're not using the jinn anymore. The jinn's using them. Hmm. And, uh, and to get rid of the jinn was like, what, like 49-day 40, process? Is that what you said? Um, the original, <coughs> the, old, the oldest one I could find process to bind a jinn mm-hmm which you could modify to get rid of. Yeah. Um, because once you bind it, you control it. So if you can bind it, then you can expel it. It takes 45 days. Mm. It's a ritual that has to be done every day, the same time each day, hmm. for 45 days. And time, it comes from a period where you measured time, and this is where someone might make a mistake, by the position of the sun. Okay. So if you go 45 days at 1 o'clock off your watch, you haven't done it right. Right. You have to do the same position of the sun. It's about a two-hour ritual hmm. consistently every day for 45 days. You can bind it. You can remove it. And I think one of the problems with society today is they, people will take any short, quick fix to try and bind it and control it. They're not willing to go through that procedure to get rid of it, or even to uh, to bind it in any form. Mm. But uh, yeah, once you bind it, then you can control it and you can get rid of it. That that would get rid of it, but that's forty five days. Right, but that's the only like known way to do it. 
pretty much from that culture, yeah. Hmm. Except for starving them to death outside of your house. Well, uh, that's that's kind of like an easier way. In for one some sense. people, for some people, yeah, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's an easier way to kind of do it. Uh, the other thing is too is if if you during that period of time, you yourself would have to remain strong and not fall under its influence. Mm. You have to resist it. Uh, what you're doing when you're not doing the ritual. It's not dwell on it, think about it, say, oh, am I doing the right thing? You would have to be strong that whole 45-day period. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So it's a major undertaking. Yeah, I mean, knowing, you know, having, you know, a lot of, of like, spiritual elements have that. You really got to be in it believing it, you know. If you're not believing it, it it's a waste of time. Like, the same thing you'll hear about... You know, when people put crosses up to, you know, we'll say vampire for lack of a better word, but like, you know, vampire or maybe someone possessed or something and, you know, the power of Christ. But if you don't believe in it, it's like nothing, means nothing. You know what I mean? No, it, it is a belief. There's several levels that people believe, that people will say about the belief, mm-hmm. uh, what they'll say. One is the energy behind it. Yeah. When you believe you are yourself projecting an energy of that belief, a will behind it. Mm-hmm. The other is when the belief is strong and it is there, you are connecting on another level to what is behind your belief. Yeah. To that divinity, to that power, and allowing it to come through you. Mm-hmm. The ultimate, and like people will say, by the power of. The ultimate way to cast out, if you're doing something like that, would be to, before you start, recognizing in yourself your imperfection, take your belief and say, use me as a vessel. It is you that are doing the casting out. And then with that belief, with that energy, and with the recognition that is the higher power that's casting out, then do the ritual. Then everything will flow. But to simply hold off a cross, hold up a cross, for instance, the example you gave, and say a few words. Um, I'm thinking more about the movie where the vampire suddenly has a cross burst into flames or something. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, well, that ain't, that didn't work, did it? No, because the person is weak and they're unbelievable. Yeah, they don't have that faith. And the other thing is the ego. They think it's them casting out. It's never you casting out. It's never me casting out. It's that higher power doing the casting out. Mm-hmm. They're just a vessel, and you're asking for the help. So do you think there's a positive place for these? you think there, there, there's certain jinn that are here for a positive thing? I know you think that there's good and bad, right? I think they're here for a positive thing. The older legends go into how that they want to help man. Yeah. In other words, they've kind of accepted, well, you know, the divine gave the earth to man. Let's help man. Yeah. So they're there to help, and a lot of the times it is to help man get better and maybe help man fight off the bad gen. Mm-hmm. Also. But then it's very tricky to decipher the, the good and bad. Yep. 
the good and the bad is very, very tricky. And if you go to a lot of different um, theories or legends, and I'm, I'm going to use the word legends loosely because uh, it applies across the board, mm -hmm. um, the one way would be sacred ground, whether it be a church or whether it be a temple, whether it be a, uh, a synagogue, a mosque, or whatever, and he blessed the sacred ground, a negative or an evil one will not be able to enter. And it would be a case of, um, yeah, you wouldn't want to do a, do a ritual in a church. Right. But if, in theory, if you bound, if you did bind a jinn to a ring and would wear it in a church, you might have a problem with your hand at that point. You might either lose it, it would no longer be bound to, or you would have a problem in that church. If it was a bad jinn? If it was a bad one. Because it is anything that is out of line with, not in sync with the divine. Mm -hmm won't be able to withstand the sacred ground and what is the blessed and sacred ground. Yeah. Whereas a good one will because they, they have already accepted their role. Mm -hmm. uh, man is on earth. We help earth. Uh, we, we help man and the earth. So that would be one testing place. It's quite a test though, you know. The, uh, that would probably be your best bet to test. But then, if you find out it's bad, then you got to go through the forty-five days. Then you got to get rid of it. But if he's good, you can have him linger, right? Uh, linger, yes. Don't be surprised if you don't really have it bound to you in the sense uh, you, you didn't bind it to you in the sense you did. And I like to—I would like to laugh that afterwards you come out here and say, "Well, I got a good one," and someone taps you on the shoulder and said, "You got lucky this time when you got me." I would so laugh at that if the gin shows himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that's just a kind of little funny little thing in my head. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's an inter interesting um, a difference between gin and if you're talking about demons. You summon a demon to do your will. Mm -hmm. You bind a gin to an object or yourself. And the binding is a totally different concept. It, it is bound to you. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, uh, whereas the demon uh, isn't bound in the same way. It, let's say you use a ring or an, or an amulet, and a ring it tends to be a, a popular one, to bind the jinn. You would wear that ring all the time. Mm -hmm. If you summon something evil to do your bidding, it isn't necessarily walking the streets with you in your pocket mm -hmm. <laughs> right? type of thing. So there's a different concept with the binding. The binding is, is very much more controlling hmm. in theory. I don't think it works. Right. I think it just simply opens the door. And the binding is, again, man's ego saying, aha, I can control this. I can this. control this, yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> right. This is heavy stuff. You can't control it. Yeah. So Ray would recommend you not to even make any contact. No contact. You want to enjoy your, You want to enjoy a movie. Yeah, yeah. Or something that's fine, but I wouldn't exactly try and uh, summon one. I mean, if you're really comfortable with forming a uh, circle and summoning the devil, then mm -hmm. you should be comfortable with summoning the jinn. But if you're not, then you don't. Yeah. There's been a few good movies about the jinn. Make note of, you know, we talked about Wishmaster for a yep. little bit. 
um, the character's name is J- the Jin in it, um, and he, yeah, he, I, he, that's probably our closest thing to it. There was also a movie in 2013 by Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame and the Mangala Poltergeist. Um, he did a Jin movie, and then recently you told me about a new Jin movie that was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's. Um... I think that's 2014 or so. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. That, I didn't get to finish it um, due to time restraints, but it was actually really good from what I've seen. And creepy. It was really creepy. I was surprised I didn't hear more about it because of how creepy it actually was. They cross over a little bit in that, in, that, uh, in a lot of uh, mythologies. I don't know to use the word mythologies. You have the hero character. Mm-hmm. It goes through a variety of different things and then comes out greater than before. Mm-hmm. And that movie has some of that element with the main character. Yeah. But it's built into the uh, story of the djinn. But it's tapping into that type of things, like Star Wars had it, mm-hmm. the, the whole hero saga thing. Gilgamesh, the, the original story, is it. And that particular djinn relies on that with the main character mm-hmm. and the situation they're put into. Um, other aspects of it, are, uh, for the most part, are fairly accurate. I do know at the time it came out, there were uh, Muslims that were upset over it. I can see that, yeah. They were upset o- over it there. Um, I found it an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Not the single best film I've ever seen, but it was entertaining. Right. No, it was entertaining, You know, the, the subject matter, and they don't really dive into that that much. And the other thing, too, on a side note, um, there's a coronator called a fire breather. Yeah. Which was really, um, this is long after Pontiac got rid of the uh, Firebird. Yeah, yeah. They did it in a limited edition. It was like 600 horsepower fire breather, only 10,000 of them ever made. Yeah. Oh, they look sweet. And they had one in the movie? <laughs> they had one in the movie. Anyway, but that's that's a totally different thing. I mean, you want yeah, to talk yeah. about temptation. Totally <laughs> impractical, but I'd love to drive it. If that's any gyms are listening right now and you want to no, 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 get no, into no, Ray's no, heart, no, no, you got to no. get him a car. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll take my little car now that gets good gas mileage and runs. Gas is the most important thing, mileage. But, uh, yeah, that movie was entertaining. Had a, had a pretty good background going for it. Pretty good yeah. portrayal of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, the Toby Hooper one didn't get released in America, I remember. That was after his uh, after his heyday of American releases. Is there any reason why? I don't know. I think it's just... i never seen the actual movie, so it might not have been that great. Um, I know that, you know, they make it in... A lot of the, the older directors end up making movies in different countries because that's where they can find budgets, you know what I mean? Like, they'll yeah. get overseas money because people love Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever, so they say, hey, the same guy, yeah, we'll give them, you know, $5 million to make this movie for us. You know, So that's how they find themselves over there. And then once the movie's done, you know... You get your distribution deal. They probably were only mainly focused on over there because that's where the makers were from. Yeah. And then I'm surprised it didn't get a smoke. They must not have got a release that they wanted, an offer or at least that they wanted from America. 
I know there's certain filmmakers in the past, like Abel Ferreira, who didn't get their movie released in America because they refused to do, to do cuts, to edit it, you know what I mean, to take certain things out of it. But I don't think Toby was that type of director that, you know, he'd refuse to, to do a cut, but maybe he, maybe, you know. Um, Toby had a weird, weird, and he passed away maybe four years ago, five years ago. He had a weird, towards the end of his life, it got real weird, but his life was always kind of weird. There was a speculation of how, like, he didn't direct Poltergeist and Spielberg directed it. All types of weird tie-ins I won't get into because I don't know if it's true or not. I don't want to bash the guy because I'm a fan. Um, but I definitely want to check out his 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 version of it to see how that is. But like I said, I've seen the Wishmaster one. I really like Wishmaster a lot. Um, now, with, with yeah. Wishmaster, how does it fit into the legend or the history of the gen? Well, it's more of a, like there's an artifact that he's in. And he's summoned out of that artifact. I haven't watched it in a good amount of time, but I know he's summoned out of that artifact to grant wishes for people. And then, like, it's the same thing with it. If, you know, you got to give a little to get a little type deal. So he takes people's, like, souls and stuff. Ah. Okay. Sounds about accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's gin, you know. They're trying to make, like, a slasher icon or a killer out of, like... Mm-hmm. Jen, which is good. It's good. It's a good film. I recommend it. It's got a lot of horror people in it. But the Jen in current time. So when we say we got people walking around, walking the earth, like politicians and such, or celebrities, could be anything. What do you Anybody. think? What do you think the reality of something like that is? I think it's a reality. I yeah. think my mind is opened up to more than just what we see. Mm-hmm. Um, you take even science they have upgraded uh, or expanded not upgraded Uh, when when they talk about galaxies they have expanded it to billions more than before Mm -hmm. inhabitable planets even just for our life form they have now multiplied it by millions Uh, quantum physics others multiple dimensions Energy continues on, never dies. Mm -hmm. So you take this whole mix of things. And if we think that we are, even even if you look at what we can see, and we don't fully understand, but if you take a look at all the species around the world, Mm -hmm. all animals, insects, fish, everything, the ones that used to exist, dinosaurs, etc. You take all of this, put it all together, and you tell me that something that was created out there an energy, an entity maybe from another dimension can't walk like us can't walk among us particularly if with the jinn they were here first Mm -hmm. why can't they why can't that person walking down the street be a jinn particularly since maybe they want to kick us out mm-hmm. they want to get rid of us we're on their we're in their domain right why can't and it, the jinn wouldn't be the only ones you have like uh, and talk about another time the watchers mm. which were angels that came down 
walked as men, they were supposed to be able to manipulate matter. Mm -hmm. uh, they became fallen angels when they lusted after and mated with humans, and that's how you had the Nephilim, the giants, the ancient giants. Or you have them walking in a human form. You have jinn walking in a human form. Mm -hmm. You have many of these things that present as human. Um, why can't that be happening today? Why can't they be walking down the street? Why can't they be the bus driver? Like we mentioned, whether it be the uh, the politician, the celebrity, the your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Could be that, and again, it's ego. Mm -hmm. Humans are the only ones that walk, or humans are the only intelligent ones, or that we can present in this form. Yeah. Why can't the jinn walk among us? If you are someone, someone will say, well, no, they can't. And let's say someone is religious. Mm -hmm. And they say that, okay, um, the Old Testament angels did. Mm -hmm. Then you're dismissing jinn because it's a different culture. Right. Or they're ignoring the watchers, which I mentioned, the fallen ones. Yeah. Um, I don't believe we can pick and choose. I think there are basic things there that exist, whether we like it or not. And some of these evil things can do things which we can be very uncomfortable with. And right. we don't want to admit the fact that, oh, yeah, that person down over there, which I instinctively just don't want to even be near, mm -hmm. might be a jinn. Or it could be the opposite. Why does somebody suddenly become all of a sudden obsessed with somebody and think they're the greatest person out of the blue? Mm. And this person, it's like, for no no reason whatsoever. Well, yeah, might be love, might be attraction, might be gin. Mm. <laughs> it's true. There to manipulate you, there to use you. And there's a lot of strange occurrences that that would fit, you know. Yeah. And you could even say, like, when you take a certain things and uh, certain cryptids or certain things that show up at certain times in certain areas. Suppose... Someone, it's not necessarily this um, hybrid animal hmm. um, or the strange animal that came up. Suppose it's someone seeing jinn in a true form, hmm. caught it by surprise or yeah. saw, saw it. There are lots and lots of different options. So you think even the physical ones that we can see can go back and forth between looking human and looking in its actual form? I would think that if they can, something like the watches that are supposed to be able to, uh, and this goes from scripture outside of the canon, like Books of Enoch and others, that were able to manipulate matter hmm. on a molecular, what we would call a molecular level now. Jinn can also manipulate to be able to cross into this world and assume our matter, our look, the way we look. I would say that they would have the potential to go in reverse and go back the other way. Hmm. If they can build or present in this body, why can't they just fade out and go back? Though I've got a feeling that, you know, once they hear whatever mission they're on, they're going to finish that first, good or bad. Right, right, right. Does it ever get into description of what they look like? Before, like not as a not as human form, but like what their original form is, and how some certain things get into descriptions. As far as getting into descriptions, they fit more like 
what you would call a classic um, fire creature, devilish sort of uh, thing. It always involves fire. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if they were made of lava or mm-hmm. on fire, because they were born from fire in their natural form, they're fire-like okay. fire creatures. Um, they're uh, whereas if you talk demons or devils, they were they're angels that were corrupt that fell because they were corrupted, mm-hmm. and hell happens is portrayed as fire. Jinn were born of fire, so they tend to be fire creatures that take okay. fire forms. Okay. Uh, think of someone um, basically on fire or instead of um, blood in their veins, lava. I don't hmm. think, you know, it's kind of there. It, the, the descriptions, the old descriptions are more like fire creatures. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I know, you heard that. I heard that. There's nothing there. I know. We heard something. Um, gin. What else would we like to talk about? Gin. Wrap it up. We can wrap it up with some gin because where we are approaching that hour mark, I believe shortly. I would say gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take lightly. Yeah, definitely don't take lightly. If you're gonna look at them at all, pick a movie, enjoy a story. But don't focus on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the same thing. You can uh, it can be a movie or a story where you see something. Uh, the devil. I mean, you got the movie The Exorcist, and people look at it and they get scared, and uh, you get the movie Jin, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take it beyond that. Don't start inviting these powerful beings into your life mm-hmm. because you just might be surprised. Number one, they will answer, and then what's going to happen when they do? Yeah. Don't play with them. I want fire beings. Okay, don't play with fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know I had to yeah, go there. I know, yeah, I don't, like that. So. Don't, don't play with fire. Don't play with gin. Fire water. Gin. Fire water. Oh, uh, you had to do that one deep. Too. No, we're getting real deep. But yeah, so we'll close it off with that. Uh, check out the gin movies. You know, there's multiple out there. They're always a good watch, but don't get, don't get too into it. Don't go welcoming anything into your life. Just take it for entertainment. Uh, even though it, you know, there's real elements and yeah, just, uh, have fun, have fun with it, but not too much fun, you know? Is there anything you'd like to say in closing? Uh, besides watch your back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, enjoy life. Just enjoy it. That's all you can do. Until next time, we'll, uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. And we'll catch you again on Mostly Ghostly. Bye.